Welcome to the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Here are your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stahl. All right, welcome to our podcast, our very scary podcast, where we cover scary business news and also answer some of your scary business legal questions that you, the listener, can send in to ask at LegallySoundSmartBusiness.com slash scary. Slash scary. The Halloween episode. It's Halloween today. Oh, it's Halloween? I'm dressed up. You're dressed up. <laughs> You're still sporting the five o'clock shadow, which is cool. Yeah. Well, you made a big deal of the beard last week when we recorded, and after we got done, I instantly went and shaved because I, <laughs> I hated it. <laughs> Like oh, immediately man. afterwards, and I was like, "Well, I think you said it in every episode." So, <laughs> well, very good. So, well, we get to talk about some actual, real Halloween-related legal issues today, which is fun. Yeah, we'll get to the question later. I think that one's a pretty obvious one for. I think that's a question that every employer probably thinks about. But the story we have that's Halloween-based is it's something I've always wondered, or at least I've always thought about. Because you'll see these pop up in you know in the last few years, it's gotten even more. It used to be maybe one, maybe two months a year. Now it seems like it's almost like four months that these businesses will be around. It's I'm talking about the like the little pop up shops, the Halloween costume stores. But yeah, it's these short term leases that these businesses are going to enter into. Because obviously, you're not going to have a Halloween store that's open year round. Because I think once November first hits, you're probably not going to make many sales. So. These businesses are signing up for these short-term leases, and I don't know if there's any specifics on how long. I would say anywhere from two to four months, probably. Maybe yeah, four I, might be generous, but... Yeah, four months might be generous. I mean, I definitely saw them in September, so at least 60 days or so. Yeah. So what's interesting, though, you know, pop-up leases are very... This is what they call them, pop-up leases, is very familiar with this Halloween industry. But, you know, you also have other seasonal stuff. And it's great for retailers, especially like after the commercial leasing spaces just all opened up after 2008. This is great for landlords because it's much better to have something there than this empty space that makes your shopping center look kind of dreary. So yeah. it's a great compromise in that respect. Dreary, yeah, like kind of yeah. scary, right? <laughs> so I, thought I thought you did that intentionally. I did it. I did it. Obviously, the model for landlords is to lock a business in long term to an agreement, not have to worry about anything. But this is it's a nice alternative if you do have that vacant space and you need someone to fill it for a few months. I mean, this is the way to go. There's going to be some costs involved in dealing with them and getting them in and out of the space, but it's better than just eating the rent for however many months. Yeah. And one of the things, though, that I've seen when we've done any kind of short term leases, I haven't done any Halloween related pop-ups, but I think anything less than a year, right? I think one of the things that is, I don't know if the word is underestimated or, or I should say overlooked is that even though it's a short lease, you still kind of have to approach it as if it's any other lease in the sense that everything from how you handle utilities to additional rent to whether or not, especially if in this case, if you're going to be there for two months, what about maintenance during that period, whether there's repairs that are needed inside and outside, because usually long-term leases for commercial spaces, you're responsible for the repairs inside. But what if you're only going to be there for a couple of months? You just want to make sure that things are running correctly and it maintains that way throughout the time. For Halloween, I guess you don't have a lot of AC air conditioning units going bad, but what about heating? You know, 
You want your customers to be warm instead of cool. You know, a good tip if you're the owner of the business that's a Halloween store, just look for the bigger companies that are struggling that are going to go out of business. And then you just kind of watch them and, you know, they go out of business and watch their demise. <laughs> you can kind of go like under the radar almost be like you're out of business and you're not making money and you're still paying rent. We'll pay you X amount of dollars for two months to rent it out. So it's kind of like a win-win. Oh yeah. You can sublease it out or, um, and a lot of times, even though you would think that the longer the lease, the less per month you pay, right? Yeah. But for these short-term leases, especially for already vacant property, you can get some really good deals, you know, 50, 60 cents on the dollar. It all depends on the market, right? Yeah. If there's a lot of availability, then it's more in favor of the people looking to lease. And if there's not a lot of availability, then it's in favor of the landlord. <laughs> I don't think we need to explain <laughs> the basics of, of real... Of supply and demand? I guess it'd be... Land, <laughs> la, yeah. Supply, it's going to say like landlord, tenant, or real estate, but yeah, supply and demand. Um, so they cross like an X on a graph. Very nice. That was microeconomics day one, I yeah. think. So from the scary tidbit you can get from that is basically treat pop-up leases or short-term leases just as long-term leases. And again, maybe make another step sideways here to a different issue. Even a contract of small amounts of money compared to a contract with large amounts of money, those fundamental concepts are still there. And a lot of times, because sometimes a contract can have low consequence from a financial perspective in the initial beginning, then people tend to take less consideration of having it reviewed by an attorney. But the problem with that is that the legal implications of liability have sometimes no relation to how much is actually at controversy at the inception of the contract. So just the lesson of it all is treat every contract as the same. Yeah, if there's more money involved, you may pay more attention to it, but that doesn't mean that just because there's less money involved that it may not have as big of a legal consequence. Always have to make Halloween not fun. I know, sorry. Tangling it up with your legalese, legal talk. I did try to make it scary, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think it got scary. <laughs> so let's get to our question of the day. A Halloween themed question. Nice. By the way, you have to ask the question in a scary way too. I don't have a scary voice. <laughs> All right, fine. Maybe Chris can do something with the make my voice. <laughs> okay, let's... I'll I'll read it slow so he can alter it. We are planning a Halloween costume contest, but I was concerned about liability. Is there anything I should prohibit or any rules I should put into place? <laughs> well, it would be best if he didn't do anything. That, that was scary enough. So yeah, the Halloween costume party contest liability concerns. You know, I'm such a downer, and I'm, this is probably because I'm an attorney, but... <laughs> I really think that having these parties in the office is kind of weird to me because it's like, okay, this is a place you work or whatever. And I just think about all the issues that could come up. And, but at the same time, like I understand you should have like very fun and open workplaces, but I personally don't get into that stuff, you know, but at the same time, when it comes to liability issues that we're going to talk about in a second, I think it's much more important to have a culture where everyone understands that, okay, even if we're having fun, we still have to act professionally. Right. Just because there's decorations or we come to work wearing a costume in a clown outfit doesn't mean a workplace is a joke all of a sudden either. Yeah. And it is on a Friday this year. So I feel like it's going to be a little bit more uh, crazy. Yeah. It's always a little bit crazier. I mean, to me, a couple of things come to mind. Just be smart about it. 
nothing that gives rise to any sort of sexual harassment or any sort of discrimination or anything that could put people's safety into question. I think that's kind of the three things I would look to. Yeah, those are good general rules. And I mean, we can talk about specifics, but again, think about it. Just make it like any other day, have fun with it, but you're still in a workplace, especially as a supervisor of owner of your business, you still have to set the tone. Be careful with alcohol, of course, during at these parties, and that goes with everything. And so, you know, make it fun, but, you know, don't go crazy about it. Yeah, it's hard to give any, like, specific advice. The question asks, is there any other rules to put in the place? That makes it a little more difficult. Maybe give some examples of what's an inappropriate costume to wear, I guess, would be something you could let your employees know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, still kind of, it's hard to say, like, yeah, still wear professional costumes, but... I think making general rules, nothing that's offensive, obscene, racial in any way, or avoid like the hot topics that like every year, right on the first week of November, we'll see pictures of people wearing some very offensive costumes in the workplace and then someone will get sued from it. Don't be that social media meme, you know, the first week of November. (laughs) Yeah, there's definitely going to be, we're going to see stuff. Yeah. First week of November of like people that wore the wrong thing to work and end up getting like fired. So that's always going to happen. But in general, I think if you already have an atmosphere which has a culture that is already professional, you're not going to have that problem. But if your business is already kind of crazy on the regular days, then that's just going to be exaggerated. And that's really when problems occur. And I know we really overloaded it on the Monday episode, but there's so many episodes of The Office that deal with pretty much what not to do on Halloween. (laughs) Yes. There's at least three or four Halloween episodes. I think last year, I believe, because there was one from every single season. I think they showed them like all in a row and I watched all of them. Oh, really? So there was like four hours worth of hilarious office episodes with, yeah, it's like every year would be so many terrible things to do for, for Halloween. Yeah. And keep in mind too, I just thought of something. Not everyone celebrates Halloween too. And there may be some religious reasons for that. There was a court case that ended up in California, ended up getting dismissed because uh, like the Abercrombie and Fitch case, the employer successfully argued this time that the employee didn't go through that process of religious accommodation in that aspect. But at the same time, like that employee was tricked saying, oh, it's not a Halloween party. It's a staff appreciation party or something like that where we're all going to dress up on the day of Halloween or something weird like that, right? So, So be careful about those kinds of issues and... Uh, I don't know, just, I guess we've answered this over and over again, but just be respectful yeah. to other people. It is the end of the month, so if you have to terminate someone and you haven't decided who to, to fire <laughs> yet, try to do it before <laughs> Halloween, or else you'll end up firing someone wearing a costume. Wearing a costume, <laughs> which happened on like, what, the third or fourth episode of The Office, I believe, the first season. One of the first episodes, which was pretty funny. Yeah. Which actually, the guy they fired, they actually brought him back. I think like the last episode yeah. that was on there, which is yeah. a, a nice callback. Nice. That was some, uh, what do they call that? Fan fan fiction? Fan fiction? I don't know. There's something like when fans really want something to happen. it's And then it happens. Yeah. I think it's called fan fiction. Yeah. That's what we'll go with. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, everyone. Don't forget to go to iTunes.com and search for Legally Sound Smart Business and then go to the reviews page and then rate us five stars and leave a high level review for us. You said iTunes.com. I just want to, I'm writing that down just to make sure. Never heard of it. No, iTunes. 
have a fun and safe and smart Halloween and keep it sound, keep it smart. This has been the Legally Sound Smart Business Show with your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stop. The Legally Sound Smart Business Show is your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Legally Sound Smart Business is a podcast that is intended but not promised or guaranteed to be current, complete, or up-to-date, and should in no way be taken as an indication of future results. No attorney-client relationship is created by listening or submitting questions to the podcast. The podcast does not constitute legal advice, but rather is offered only for general informational and educational purposes. You should not act or rely on any information in the podcast without first seeking the advice of an attorney. The opinions expressed in the podcast reflect the views of those individuals and do not necessarily represent the views of any other individual or business. For more information about the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, visit LegallySoundSmartBusiness.com.